Welcome back to A Good Word, a Baptist Communicators podcast series for Christian communicators. I'm Jim Benneman. Among the benefits of being a part of an organization like BCA is the opportunity that we have to grow through our relationship with other members. We often share similar experiences, sometimes even working through very, very like situations at exactly the same time. And then there are those unique times when we're able to spend a moment with someone that has been working in the field for years and we grow through their experiences. Today, we're gonna have a chance to hear from one with an amazing BCA legacy, a longtime commitment to Florida Baptist Communications, Barbara Denman. Several years back, I'd been working for weeks toward judging of that year's BCA awards competition when all of a sudden I found myself at square one. To say the least, I was in a desperate place. Barbara came to my rescue and put on her shoulders the tremendous load that I was feeling. It was a moment I will never forget. Barbara's encouragement has had a powerful impact on so many of us. And today we're very fortunate to have her here as our guest. So my recommendation for anyone listening today is to lean in just a little bit closer and soak up what she has to say. I'm sure that you've all had times when in the midst of huge ongoing deadlines, you stop for a moment and just imagine lounging on a beautiful, quiet beach. Well, that's exactly where Barbara is right now. In the middle of her vacation, Barbara's spending a few minutes with us. Barbara, thank you so much for joining us. Sure, thank you for having me. Okay, Barbara, let's get started. I have a, I have a question. Over the course of your career, I'm sure there were many projects and assignments that, you know, as you think back, they were very important to you. They were very memorable experiences. But I'm wondering if there were one or two projects over the course of your career that you would consider to be game changers. You know, I think there's been several actually, but probably the one I'm most known for was my work with the McGuire State Mission Offering that I did each year in which we attempted to raise a million dollars for my Florida Baptist churches each year. And um, those entries are, those always became entries into the Baptist Communicators Awards, WC Fields Awards. And for most of those, I, well not most, but many of those, I won the Arthur Davenport Award for that, for the uh, total public relations. And many people would ask me, how do you do that? How does that happen? How do you get that done? And mostly it's, um, if you follow public relations guidelines and principles, it's not very difficult to do. You can find out from your work if you are actually following those and where you need to improve as you look at those guidelines. When the Arthur Davenport Award is judged, they go upon uh, research, planning, execution, and evaluation. And if you're doing a public relations project and can't identify those aspects of your project, you really need to get working a little bit more and to see how you can hone in and improve those specific areas. Um, I usually found that uh, the judges were most pleased with the tactics we used. We did everything we could 
to reach people. And when social media came, we jumped on that and did multiple social media, did direct mailing. Uh, we did, uh, uh, we targeted audiences. We did ads, we did um, stories. We did uh, almost anything we could find. We would just send direct mail to them uh, into the specific target audiences. And I think that that's a really, the reason why we did so well, both in raising the money as well as through BCA. I think some of the other accomplishments that perhaps I'm known for there uh, has been my hurricane stories. And that started out in 1998 with Hurricane Andrew. And the day Andrew came through, we were headed down. I was headed down with some other people to do stories on the, uh, uh, the hurricane and the damage that was done. And so we arrived in Miami the night that the hurricane went through and uh, was able to do a story and without any power, uh, without any, uh, had a, a computer, but it was not connected because there was no, no other way to connect it and kind of called and talked my story in. So I think I, uh, to some people, I became kind of the hurricane queen or something because uh, wherever we had a hurricane, I was usually there many times sleeping for days and even weeks on church floors with a blow up mattress. Uh, but I felt like that was a story of Florida Baptist. And that was a story I had to tell of hurting people. And uh, so that becomes kind of uh, after six weeks in Miami, after Hurricane Andrew, that really consumed your life. And that's what those hurricanes did for us. Uh, another thing I, I, I feel like I had done really well is uh, my coverage in Cuba and Haiti. I went to Cuba in, in 1996, which was really before a lot of the tourism got there and Cuba turned around in its um, focus as to be welcoming to outsiders. Uh, one night I remember returning really late from a church uh, in a van with a group of uh, Cuban pastors and we got stopped by the military. Of course, that really pretty much put the fear of God in me and I started praying. Uh, and they put a general in the army in our van with us to ride the way. And of course that caused a lot of consternation, but thank the Lord, we arrived home safely and sound and uh, he was not really very interested in our political views at all. So that was a real plus. Uh, Haiti, I had been to Haiti three times, <clears throat> including twice after the um, earthquake. And of course, seeing those people suffer was heartbreaking and really uh, uh, burned a memory in my life as about how they live, how they uh, function, how they're able to uh, make enough money to eat on and how many times they don't have that money to eat on. And then it was uh, so rewarding to see what Florida Baptist did after the earthquake, where we built 600 new homes for those persons who had uh, had their homes destroyed. And so that was, uh, that was a high point in my life, I think in my ministry. And then uh, I was also known a little bit to travel every nook and cranny in the state of Florida. And you would not believe how many two lane roads there are in Florida that usually I'd have to be going at the middle of the night or something. So 
uh, that was always uh, kind of an in insightful time for me. I visited jails and prisons. I visited the urban core. I've had photographers who've carried guns because they don't want to go where I'm going. Uh, but we uh, made it through and God gave us all the reasons to be home. So. Pretty incredible. <clears throat> I mean, Barbara, you've done huge, gigantic, ongoing projects. You've done international work. Uh, you've done, you know, really uh, tough, tough stories, uh, you know, heartbreaking stories. Um, and, you know, and as you said, you've been down all these roads, every road there is in the state of Florida, even going places that some would rather not go with you. Um, that's, that's a pretty amazing um, career. Um, what are a, a couple of lessons that uh, you've learned that, uh, you know, from that experience? Um, I would say the first one I've learned is to surround yourself with a team, uh, a team of uh, additional writers, a team of editors and designers, uh, a team of photographers. I would say my relationship with photographers has been the most rewarding. Uh, it is so much easier to tell a story when a picture is accompanying it. And it's uh, the picture, uh, I think, grasps people and touch people. And uh, then my words have to follow that suit uh, that I can gain from the photographer. I've had a long-term relationship with Ken Touchton and he and I have traveled the state together as well as overseas. And then I've worked with Bill Bangham and I've worked with you, Jim, and with Mark Sandlin. And having photographers that you can trust to capture visual images, I think is one of the top lessons I have learned. I've also learned uh, that you need a mentor and you need to follow the advice of the mentor and listen to them. Uh, all through my life, I've had um, mentors through BCA, through my work situation, and I have come to admire their perspective as well as what they can give to me. And along with that is having a good editor. Um, and then finally, one of my top lessons, I think, is that everyone has a gift to do something for the Lord. Many of the places I've gone to have just been dirt poor. The churches had nothing. They had used furniture, furniture if they had any. The toys were dirty. They looked like something came off the side of the road. And yet they were touching people and changing lives. So you don't, it doesn't take a lot to do something for the Lord if you have a willing spirit and if God is calling you to help those people and to change lives. And um, that's probably the biggest lesson I've taken with me. You know, you bring up something right then that I was just about to ask you about. <clears throat> um, many of our peers talk about this work that we're involved in as a, as a calling. It's not just a job, it's not just, you know, um, you know, you, you sign up and you go to work each day and, and you work your, you know, eight hours and go home. It's, it's different than that. It, and, and they referred to it as a calling. Um, how would you describe your beginning? If you go back in time, how, how did you get started in this? How did that come about for you? Um, when I finished college at the University of South Carolina, I decided I wanted to go into the Christian ministry I thought there'd be a place at my church for me to, to do what I do. I had a journalism degrees, news editorial. 
I had sometimes written for their magazine and papers and stuff, but uh, they closed the door. I went to another church and I was there for a couple, uh, for a year or so. And I realized that that was not what I wanted to do or be. So I left there and went out to Southwestern Seminary, drove out all by myself from South Carolina to Fort Worth in uh, a car, a rackety car, and got to Southwestern and stayed there. And um, my intention was probably to go into youth ministry. I had been involved in the youth ministry at my churches and and that was something that I enjoyed doing and felt like I communicated well with uh, uh, young, with kids and teenagers, et cetera. But when I got there, the first thing they uh, did was they took me to meet uh, Phil Copeland in the, um, it, do you remember Phil Copeland from Southwestern? Worked, and worked with and for him. <laughs> he, and he gave me a shot. He gave me a shot working in the photo lab and working, uh, developing the film that you photographers took. And from there, then John Earl Seelig gave me a chance and he made me one of their communications advisors there. And so I wrote press release after press release after press release. Uh, and then John Earl invited me to my first Baptist Communicators Association meeting there when it was in Fort Worth. That was probably in 79, which really ages me, I think. And that was where I knew that that was going to be my home uh, with the commun Christian communicators that we had there through uh, Baptist Public Relations, which actually it was Baptist Public Relations back then. Now it's Baptist Communicators Association. So that was what opened the door for me and my public relations and my Christian communications. It's pretty incredible, Barbara. I, I did not realize that that we walked through very, very similar doors. <laughs> that's, that's pretty incredible. Uh, even uh, being influenced by some of the very same people, uh, that, that is amazing. Um, well, okay, one, one more question uh, for you. Um, uh, the audience that's listening right now is, is um, pretty varied. We have people that have been doing this for, uh, you know, a number of years and they're in the heart of what's going on and, uh, and you know, they work hard, you know, long hours, you know, every, every week. And then we have, we have those that have been around um, a long time with a lot of experience and they're leading teams of people right now. And they're, they're listening to this as well because they're a lot of peers and friends of yours. Um, but then we also have a group that's listening in that is just getting started. Uh, they are just beginning. They're not that long out of, out of their educational part of their life. And uh, they're just beginning. Um, what might be a couple of things that maybe you wish you had known when you got started or a couple of words of advice you would have for that newer spectrum, that newer group of people? What would you say to them? Well, the first word of advice I tell them is to join and become involved in BCA. That is where I have made so many longtime friends and, and people who I have worked with, people, re, uh, people that I can contact when I have issues, people that can give me suggestions on problems. Uh, BCA also gave me uh, kind of uh, uh, an outlet through Baptist Press 
through all the other uh, seminaries. You know people, you can call on people, you can ask people for help. Uh, all my longtime friends are in BCA. Uh, every job I ever got was through BCA. And it was through a contact in BCA. So I always have leaned back on that group as being my people. So, and that's where I consider them now. The second thing I would say is work on your writing. Work, work, work on your writing. You're never finished and nothing ever comes easy, at least for me, on my writing. Be personal in your, in your stories. Always look for changed lives. I feel like if you, if you just tell the story of someone who has a changed life, it doesn't matter what the words are. The, Lord's will, the Lord will fill in those words. And uh, that is a story. And that is what we are all about, I believe, as Christian communicators. And then my other advice is you don't always have to change jobs. I stayed in the Florida Baptist Convention for 30 years through a lot of uh, uh, highs and lows, a lot of other job offers from other, um, other organizations. And I always kind of looked and said, you know, the, the grass is not always greener on the other side and looked to see what I had and what I felt like the Lord had given me uh, and where was the best place for my family. Wow. Barbara, this, is, this has been a moment. Um, <clears throat> uh, this has really been an incredible moment. Um, telling the stories of lives that have been changed. Um, that, is, that is what we're, that's what we're about. Uh, and just sticking with it. Uh, it. Sometimes that is not easy to do. Um, you know, Barbara, there was another moment that provided some insight uh, into how your peers feel about you. Um, during an annual workshop that was held in Little Rock, you were a presenter uh, during one of the breakout sessions. Actually, you were uh, really just asked to respond to questions about, uh, about your, your work and how you do it. It was really an amazing hour, but it, it was one that, that meant a lot to me because the questions were pretty constant. But once a question was asked, the room went almost silent because people were really wanting to hear what you had to say because they knew it, it was relevant, it was real, it was powerful, and it worked. And the really funny thing is now that I'm thinking back on that and, and after hearing what you said a, a few moments ago, uh, you really just stuck really hard to the basics. You, you paid attention to detail. You did simply the things that we all ought to do. So it, it wasn't that in that hour, we were, we were all hearing some magical potion, you know, that you had for doing this and you were gonna let us in on that behind the curtain secret as to how you did it. You were just a committed storyteller and that's all we were hearing about. It, it was really an amazing moment. But thank you so much again today for being here. Um, it, it was really, really a good, a good time. Thank you um, so much. I want to let everyone know that the next good word uh, will be coming your way very soon. You'll be hearing from us. 
Thanks again to Doug Rogers for making all of this happen. Without him today would not have happened. And thanks to all of you for joining us.